Georgian bag. That's a nasty looking finger, lady. You got the face? What? No. Hey, I got your fertilizer. We made you. Welcome back, interweb friends. This is Stop the Movie I Want to Get Out. Hollywood makes bad movies. We make fun of them. I'm Alex Dunbar. I'm here, as always, with Cody Wolf. Wolf. Cody Wolf. <laughs> nice. And Jack Estabrook. And no Christmas jokes. I've heard them all. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite Bond lines is I don't know any doctor jokes. That, that, I, there were lines in yeah. this movie That's that were lines. legitimately funny, and that was a pretty good one. Yeah. I liked that. Um, our movie this week is 1999's The World Is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was telling Cody before we went on, my brain just has combined uh, Tomorrow Never Dies with this movie. So I just think of those two movies as one movie Same called way. Tomorrow Is Not Enough or, you know. The or, World Is Not Tomorrow. Yeah, The, the World Never Dies. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because they are very different movies, but they are somehow interchangeable. They they just kind of like look the same. Yeah. They they the they feel. Were they directed by the same guy? I think, I think they might all have been. Of, I actually think, I think all the Brazen and Bonds were directed by a different person each film. Yeah, oh, they were which different. adds okay. to the confusion as to why they're all kind of, uh, the exception of <laughs> Die Another Day, which is ridiculous. The first three do kind of have a similar look and feel yeah. instead of each having each director putting a stamp on each film or having one director and oh it makes sense that they all look the same see i feel the other way i feel like golden eye is its own and then the other three are similar <laughs> i feel like die another day is closer to uh world is not enough i agree i agree yeah I, I oh i love i love golden eye but i think yeah. di- because but die think another day it's even different than because die another day is such a ridiculously science fictiony well yeah but it's so bizarre that's the one that but i, I think well, the look of them yeah. i, I yeah think i guess Gold, right. i think golden eye looks a little different yeah, from the others that's yeah. still kind of dalton yeah. 80s era yeah yeah, I guess right. almost, yeah. Even though it's later yeah um, so was, as I was watching this, I, as I was telling Cody, I think I watched this. This was like a blockbuster rental for me at some point in like uh-huh. 2000. But I have very little independent recollection of, of these two. I just I always remember one is about a Rupert Murdoch type guy and one involves Robert Carlyle and a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, that was essentially what I brought into this. And... I, it, this, I was surprised by the stuff I liked in this movie, and I was surprised by the stuff that I was like, oh, this shows that we were sliding into Die Another Day territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a little better than I thought in places and yeah. worse than I thought yeah, in Yeah, they were places. getting, at this point, I think, lazy with it. And just kind of, this was the video game era, you know what I mean? Yeah. James Bond, generic action movie type Mm-hmm. Bond film. Yeah, it, it sort of felt like they were making this for the video game adaptation that was going to yeah. have like a snowmobile level, a boat level, yeah, a weird yeah. tunnel inside a pipeline level. Uh, like some of it just. I've never yeah. played. The, I'm pretty sure there's yeah, there's a video game for this. So I never played it though. Or yeah. the Tomorrow Never Dies one. Well, I, I don't think they could ever top Goldeneye. So I why even try? You know? Right, right. There's been some good Bond games more recently, but yeah. the yeah, they, they need to get another good Bond game going. It's been a while since I had one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's dive right in. This movie starts with a very confusing, a scene that confused me, and I actually had to rewind as I was watching it. Not a good sign. Where Daniel, where James Bond is, Daniel Craig? James Bond is completing a financial transaction at a bank, but is really trying to track down who killed an mi6 agent yes okay this scene 
I, this scene mystified me because it's really long, it's confusing and cheap. It all takes place in like a bank office. And I don't know why this scene was so long and why it involves like, it, like it, this is also from the era where James Bond just kind of comes in and he's like, I'm James Bond. <laughs> like yeah. there's no like subtlety or like, you know, even like spying really. He's mm -hmm. just like the most famous guy in the world. And whenever he tries to portray himself as someone else, you're like, why would he even do that? Like, well, everyone knows who he is. It's funny because I kind of do that in the books. I'm Right now I'm reading um, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, which I've never read. I've read most of them, but not that one. And in that one, you know, because in the movie, he, he pretends to be this um, Peter, whatever his name was, to, to Tiffany Case. That's right. In the book, he, like, is pretending to be that guy. But then it's immediately like, she's like, oh, do you have a passport? And he's like, yeah, but it's in my real name, James Bond. <laughs> I was like, oh. I guess in the books, he's less known as this, you know, world famous spy. But right. I guess they, yeah, he, he kind of does that here, too. So something happens. So he he turns the tables on the bad guys. The bad guys, like, you know, basically he's like, you need to tell me who killed this MI6 agent. Mm -hmm. um, and then a sniper kills... Someone who's going to kill him. Someone who is going to kill him. And James and James Bond's like, okay. So at the same, like, Bond is alternately, like, freaked out, like, staying well, first, away from the windows. But then he just, like, jumps out a window. Well, yeah, because the first cops are going to kick the door he, He's trying to yeah. get the information from the banker. But the woman in the room kills the banker before he can get the information. And she right. runs out. Right. And that's somebody has him at gunpoint. And that's when the sniper gets that guy. And then he has to, yeah, lock the door because the cops are coming. And then jump out the window. See, yeah. I, I mean, I... I, I I disagree a little bit with 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 your interpretation or with your um, not interpretation um um, um opinion analysis. your analysis can, of yeah. thank you your analysis of the scene Alex because I actually kind of of the of all the Bond movies this movie is not great at all but I like this post credit teaser a lot because. The Bond movie has the post the the, the pre credit I'm sorry the pre credit teaser before every Bond opening. Yep. This one is actually, I'm okay. Not a lot is going on in terms yeah. of plot, but it's it's very intense. I like how Brosnan makes this escape using no gadgets. Like he right. he cobbles something together and he sneaks out. I like kind of it. It is a little more Roger Moore ish, but I like the joke where the the other end of the rope is tied to the guy and he doesn't make it down far enough, so he tugs and the guy's like whoa and like flies across the room and then he goes all the way down. I will concede when he that. drops, he adjusts yeah. his suit and those people are looking at him and he just kind of shrugs and keeps walking. And I, I, that stunt, I will concede that. That stunt actually was pretty sure. good. And I did like that. It was more the like what felt like 35 I minutes guess. leading yeah. up to that stunt. I guess. I, I do. I, I think I agree with Jack, though. I do like the scene just because it does open up the movie in like more of a subdued, quiet, fat. You know, he's just kind of walking in the office. He's got these glasses on and he's yeah. sits down and talks to his banker. And then it kind of escalates from that where this is, I think, the longest pre credit sequence. I think it is. Of, because it's like 15 minutes long. Okay. Um, it's like a whole action scene. It's, it's actually multiple scenes. Yeah. Which is, this yeah. gets crazy. Okay, yeah. so now Bond is chasing the woman who killed the banker. No, no, not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. So no. now we're in MI6. Bond's yeah. got the... Oh, Bond yes, is you're retrieved. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. He's retrieved money, I think, that the previous MI6 agent was supposed to get. Yes. And it, the, 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 the money is being returned to an oil tycoon named King. Yep. who is friends with M. So he's back at MI6, and he has this playful standard flirtation with Moneypenny, and he, and, and uh, 
M decides to introduce Bond to her friend and, you know, Mr. King, this is the man who retrieved your money at great, you know, a great expense of, you know, he could have lost his life or whatever. And he's like, oh, we congratulate you. Your country congratulates you, whatever. Yeah. And then um, we get this odd little thing that become, that gets explained later where Bond's sharing a drink with M and then he notices there's some weird chemical reaction and this dawns on him that, oh my God, there's going to be an assassination attempt on King and runs downstairs and it's all intense and King is like about to leave and he says, well, this is my money. Let me check the money in my suitcase. And then the suitcase explodes. A lot happens in a short span of time, even though it yeah. is a long pre-credit sequence. Yeah. So then he explodes and then this is the only part I don't really get is the cigar girl from earlier in the movie is now on a boat on the Thames with a rocket launcher no, or is a sniper rifle gun. or it's a machine yeah. gun. Is that to finish King off in the event the explosion it, it, didn't work? Yeah. So so the explosion blows out like a, a wall in MI6 just out looking out onto the river and she's there in a boat. And I, I'm assuming it was in case he didn't get killed to finish it off. It seems like a sloppy thing to, way to handle it. But so she starts shooting at Bond and Bond sees her and she starts shooting at Bond. Because Bond recognizes her. Right. But here's kind of the question of like, what if she had just been wearing the most basic of disguises and was just there to observe to make sure that this bomb went off? Mm -hmm. Like, like this is a this is a pretty yeah, terrible pretty execution. Elaborate. Like, yeah. she could have yeah. literally just driven away and been like, "Cool, right. we got him." Yeah, for some reason, she's shooting at Bond. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't. It was it's like, yeah, it, 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 this is. I have a lot of issues yeah. with the villain plot in this movie, as with many of these. Um, Roger Moore and and Brosnan villain plots. I, I have issues, but like yeah. So anyway, for she blows her own cover, starts shooting at Bond, and we get this um, very very elaborate <clears throat> boat chase. Boat chase on the Thames. Yeah, Bond steals Q's boat. Yes, which Q is upset about. Yes, I love that. Here's my and this boat chase is this is a, a I pretty, like the boat chase. It's not bad. I mean, like on a technical level, yeah. but there's, there's like some dumb jokes, but it, there's some dumb jokes and some weird bits, and, and it never approaches like true Roger Moore silliness. No, but it's there's a part close. of me. Well, I don't get how the boat it's, it's, is turning on streets. Like I get if it just like slides for thirty seconds, then jumps a bridge, but he's literally driving this boat and steering it. Like what is it? Yeah. Wheels on it? Yeah, he's he turns through streets and a restaurant. Uh -huh. yep, yep, restaurant. Yep. Yeah, but here's what I was a little unsure of in the beginning part. Like, does Bond have a plan? Because he catches up to her boat. He's right there with her and kind of like bumping her boat. But I'm like, what? what's the plan here, James? Like, he's, he's improvising. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then when we later learn that he has missiles on his Q-boat, I'm like, you waited a, a long time to shoot <laughs> Did those missiles. Did he know that, though? He wasn't familiar with this boat. He might have just discovered that. Maybe. Maybe. That's... I, I guess so. Because um, when he does, he eventually blows up her boat and the first of many times I laughed out loud in this movie she like gets off of her boat and goes to a hot air balloon yeah this was very random now, now we're into well, Roger I feel like we're getting into Roger Moore territory when a hot air balloon showed up it was random in the movie but I think because of that that dome at the time, it was like the Millennium Dome or something. They were building like this whole thing, like this, I, I don't know if it was a celebration or whatever, of the 
um, the millennium. Yeah. Like in real life. So I don't know if the hot air balloons were there as part of that celebration or whatever. And but let's think about that. Can you think of a worse escape <laughs> well, mechanism than a hot air balloon? Clearly it didn't work out for her. But <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. I mean... She's improvising. Yeah. Pines up her boat. I mean, a moped would have been more successful than a hot air balloon. Um, and then, so now helicopters do show up. By the way, during this whole boat chase, I was like, I guess there's no helicopters in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but helicopters show up. And then she... I've never, this has probably never happened before in a movie. I don't think it will ever happen again. She dies by suicide by blowing up the hot air balloon she is floating in. By, uh, because she's afraid of him. Yeah. You can't protect me from him. Yeah. I was like. Because Bond's like, I can protect you. Turn yourself in and I can protect you. Who are you protecting? Who do you work for? And she blows herself up. But this is, and this is where like the script and the movie are in like conflict with each other. Because this is supposed to be this really intense, like tension building scene. Same yeah. something. We're talking about people hanging off of a hot air balloon. <laughs> like that just is undermining everything. Where I'm like, this is crazy. She's talking about blowing up the hot <laughs> air balloon she's flying around in. Uh, yeah, it is a bit far-fetched. I mean, it's, yeah. it's far-fetched, but it's Bond. If they, have they used a hot air balloon to this point, though? It might have just been like one of the few well, things they've never used. A, a, a Q did have a Union Jack hot air balloon and Octopussy, but it didn't That's blow right. up. That's right. I forgot about that. As yeah, far as like lands, chase it, scenes. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Up. Involving a balloon in an they've, action sequence. They've run out of ideas. So they're yeah. like, uh, yeah. a hot air balloon? And ne then we, Next to like giant space laser, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what else can we do? Uh, we then go into the opening credits. This seemed... I, I had to remind myself this movie's from 99. Yeah. Because these credits don't feel like the way movie credits worked for any part of the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Like, we're getting... This is, this is in the credits, the opening credits. We're getting, like, additional second unit photography, miniatures. Like, things where I'm like, wait, this is not stuff that I you would normally skipped see. skipped over the credits because they're... Want to save time? But Go through. I've seen the credits. It's crazy. Some. I mean, again, I love that these people got credit for the work that yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. I think that's very cool. But you just what? I couldn't think of any other modern era movie where someone the miniatures yeah. credit was coming up in the opening titles. I do I mean, like the, uh, the song though. The, so the song. Like the song was very big at the time. I remember that of the James Bond songs that were released in my lifetime. That's the one that got the most airplay. Uh, on ra on radio and ev everyone loved it. It was well. Even I, mean, I mean, what are you saying? Like, with, if you take Skyfall out, yeah, Skyfall. Out. I I, I I don't think. I mean, I think that this one got more radio play. Even you know, my than name Skyfall was, was pretty popular. It was, yeah. but I think this one got more radio play. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but in my personal recollection, I turn on the radio and I'd hear like the world is not enough. I I never heard Skyfall on a radio station. Interesting. I maybe I'm just not paying attention. Well, maybe I don't listen to a lot of radio. It could have been different radio stations. That's true. I mean, this actually is a little. This is a little more rock. Yeah. Oriented. I mean, this is the 90s. It was it's garbage, right? It's yes, garbage. it was. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's, you're going to hear it on rock and alternative rock radio. Yeah. You know? I, I it's not a bad song. I, like I just don't it. think, I it's, think it's like, okay. I don't I, think it's as huge as the way I remember it being big. And I'm thinking, eh, it's not a bad song, but I don't think it's. You were just too cool for it, Jack. I was too cool for well, it. Well, right. I, I'll right. give them credit. I liked that. I like that this is different, that they went with like an alt-rock, you know, kind yes, of song. Yes, unique. Like I, yes, they, they definitely. actually went for something here. I am was neither here nor there on the actual song yeah. itself, but they deserve a lot of credit for not just trying to do Shirley Bassey the copy. same old thing that they've yeah. been doing. Yeah. Um, 
And, and the oil stuff looked cool, you know, in the opening credits and the, the rainbow oil slick kind of thing. It was okay. Yeah, it was standard it, stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this was a decent credit sequence overall. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, you know, ranking it against the other ones, I, yeah. I thought it was solid. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah. So now, um, so Bond injured his shoulder in falling from the hot air balloon. And we get kind of a series where he's like, in some meetings, but he's out of commission because his arm is in a sling. Mm -hmm. So, I, like I was saying to, to uh, Alex earlier, I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Jack, but I feel like Skyfall does a lot of things from this movie, like almost almost a remake oh. of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And so, so far, this is one of them because, well, so, so far we have two. MI6, there's an explosion in MI6. Yep. yep. And now MI6 is operating out of some clandestine... Castle in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, Castle. Place. Yeah, where everything where looks in, very like. And Skyfall is actually looks And then like Bond, and Bond is yeah. too. Yeah. Bond is, is Bond out is of commission because and, he's injured. And he has and he's to have someone, yeah, like Clarion to get him cleared. Yep. And right. It's like, this is a lot of Skyfall stuff here. Skyfall did better, but it's just yeah. funny that all the stuff in this movie I thought was cheesy and then Skyfall. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> just how you do it, I guess. It's on the execution. This scene yeah. where Bond seduces the doctor to get cleared for duty again has not aged well. No. This no. was this felt this is there are many this is this movie is almost like ideas for Skyfall mixed with two gallons of rejected Roger Moore like plot <laughs> ideas. And this is straight out of a Roger yeah. Moore movie. And yes. even just the doctor herself, like only in a Bond movie would a, a female doctor walk around like dressed like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at work just it, it's a little dress very like, sexily. It, right. I mean it's kind of demeaning. Yeah. There, there's something about this scene that's like mm -hmm. I, this is not I think they, and they, they try to make it okay by say by implying that they've had a relationship in the past. She says, Are you gonna call me back this time? Implying that they already have something going. I think that was I think that was put in there to let some of the steam out, so it's not so it's yeah. a little less rapey, you know what I mean? Like, what if we had a, a male doctor? What do we What do we have done? I know so that's an area we've right that's there. territory we've never explored in Bond before. Yeah, almost kind of in Skyfall. almost kind of in Skyfall, but yeah. yeah. Um, so she clears him. There's and is it right after this? There's like a there's a weird <laughs> scene. Yeah, with, uh, Money Penny. Who's like, like basically calls the doctor out for? Like, well, this begins you know, something. So, she's so we're, jealous. we're in our scene where we describe our villain. We can get to that later. But this begins something that happens a lot in this movie that I notice is every woman who's got a thing for Bond makes evil eyes at another woman whom she thinks is sleeping with Bond. Money Penny does it with the doctor, right? And then later on. Um, um, Denise, Denise Richards. Richards does it, yeah. right? So the, every woman in this movie is like, Ur, well, this Ur. is they cut thing. to close-ups of them, like staring down the other women. What movie were we talking about? This is that very '90s thing where the lead, the leading male role is irresistible to yeah. all like women, yes. other women in the movie, like right. it, like to a point of ridiculousness. Where <laughs> women are just like throwing themselves at the male lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and like they can't help themselves. I think all. it was Steven Seagal, I feel like. Maybe it was. Yeah. Hmm. I, it yeah. might've been. I can't remember. It was one of those movies we did recently. It was one of those movies, but it's like, this is a bad nineties trope of just like women cannot like peel themselves off of, you know, mm -hmm. this, uh, no woman can be can be, remain professional because the sexual appeal of right. the star is just too 
strong and yeah. and this movie is i mean and bond i mean and that's been a thing in bond movies in general well, but it's like turned up to like 11 yeah, in I this think one another part of it's being like a, a lazy generic bond movie where it's like well this is what happens bond movies so every woman in the movie is going to be in love with them right even though we're building up as a strong smart woman right is, you know independent woman is at the end of the movie going to be sleeping with them right and yeah. giving him eyes through the through the entire movie right right and it's like ooh, hula. Yeah. yeah so here we introduce the robert carlisle Villain, and they have yep. to give the villain an interesting gimmick. And of all the interesting gimmicks, this is probably one that they explore the least, and even at times seem to forget about, except in like certain scenes. And that's that this gigantic, the gigantic CGI head of yep. Reynard, our villain played by Robert Carlyle, who was apparently shot in the head in a specific way where the bullet couldn't be removed and he's gonna die eventually, but he's got a couple years to live and he can't feel pain, but it's also pumping him within- anything. He can't feel anything. He's completely numb, but it also gives him like apparently super strength. I think because is it strength because he can't feel anything or is yeah. it strength because he's really strong? I think it's just he can't feel pain, so he like can push himself further, or whatever. Yeah. And, but yeah. then they never really show him having any no. extra strength or in a fight scene being like or benefiting, yeah, yeah, benefiting. Like, like, like one scene I, I where he's we holding about, a hot rock, and that's yeah. it. Well, we were talking about off camera. Like, I think the guy who wrote "Girl with a Dragon Tattoo" took this idea and was like, ah, I think there's more that can be done there. Yeah. Um, but like, and they, you're right, Jack. They seem to forget this as the movie goes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it matters just, less and less. Yeah, it, it, and it's not, it's not a bad idea. Again, as no. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo showed, this yeah. is an interesting concept. Yeah. but they just didn't follow a, up with you know, it. A, a, a hand to hand fight with him and Bond, and Bond can't beat him because he's not feeling the pain that he's inflicting on. That could have been something. Right. But they never went there. Yeah. Or do some really cool thing where at the end of the movie he gets killed. At the end, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, he gets killed and he just kind of like hits the ground dead. Like, wouldn't it have been cool if Bond had like shot him in the chest or stabbed him and he just kind of stood there like laughing like, oh, I can't feel a right, thing or something, something and then yeah. died. That would have been an interesting send off, too. Or have him actually. Or he like, feels pain at the end and is like. Yeah. Or yeah, that, too. That could yeah, be. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, but so he's posited as a terrorist who they believe had previously kidnapped Sophie Marceau. Who's the daughter of the, had the oil he tycoon? Had right, and that was murdered. And that when they were when Bond recovered this money, it was the same amount of it was this the equivalent of the five million dollars that had the been ransom. paid for so Sophie Marceau's ransom. Right. Yeah. I liked how we got an extensive scene of Bond essentially doing a currency conversion, yeah. and he's yeah. like, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, so so you know, we're gonna bring in. You know, Sophie Marceau is going to come into this movie, um, and we get <laughs> we also get one of uh, an interesting uh, cue scene where we're going to get Desmond Llewellyn and scene. John Cleese, yes. um, which starts off with again a moment ripped right out of a Roger Moore movie where a guy with a bagpipe turns it into a gun and a flamethrower. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's some real video. Yes. I mean, they do some of that stuff. like in, in Goldeneye. They do some of that too, I think, but. Um, I'm just gonna but I like that. that he yeah he's marching around like in the in this room of this castle with these bagpipes and he like turns and shoots at a mannequin to show that they're machine guns but Bond is standing like right next right to there <laughs> <laughs> right there yeah it's like, yeah, I guess that's fine yeah 
Um, I like the send off because we meet John Cleese, who's a, who's supposed to be the new Q because they're retiring the Desmond Llewellyn. He's younger. They play that joke. Oh, I have a younger gentleman who's going to replace me. And of course, it's John Cleese. And, yeah. and he's talking about the car and he's got this bizarre inflato jacket that he gets stuck in. And then there's this really I like this scene where Desmond Llewellyn, it's his final scene as Q. He says, yeah, uh, but it's weird because he's like, always have an escape plan. And then he yeah. presses a button and he lowers literally yeah. lowers out of the frame at random and I always loved I'm that very scene. Very slowly too. Yeah. Oh, of which course. I got a good chuckle. But out. I love that. I always liked that he got like a legit send off because like he didn't he died after this yeah. unexpectedly. So it wasn't like he was retiring. I mean he was going to eventually he was old but yeah but that he didn't die happened. of natural causes. Yeah. yeah that yeah that he just happened to have this send off and then and then died after that. Then it, so it was his last one. I did like this. I mean, again, this this whole scene feels very Roger Moore yeah. Bond to me. This is real like yeah. octopusy view yeah. to kill because him and Bond have a nice moment where Bond shows him some you know affection or like respect. respect yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's the funny moment where like it's clear that Desmond Llewellyn is like John Cleese's superior. So they they're not being like oh John Cleese is like right. taking like over like they he's like an intern basically. Yeah. I, this is this movie tonally is all over the place, but this scene I did like, and you're right, and I liked the Desmond Llewellyn yeah. got they they gave him that moment. But this Q scene always drove me a little bit crazy too, because like the gadgets are very specific to situations that he's going to end they up getting into are. the movie, where it's like, yeah, there was not even that much interpretation where they could have been used differently. Like he gets a jacket that inflates into like a bubble in case he's in an avalanche. He just happens to be in an avalanche. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's again, very Roger Moore. Like yeah. they were always giving him, you could be like, okay, I guess we're going to be on a snowy scene, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah. I should say too, this, I feel like this Bond movie was tailor made for my wife because she loves, she loves Robert Carlyle for some reason. Okay. She loves John Cleese. Okay. And she loves garbage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I watched it with a movie with her, but I'm like, this is like the perfect Bond movie for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all three things that were like very at their kind of at their peak in about 1999. Yeah. Well, I think she 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 like loves loves Robert Carlyle. I think it's because um, I know Jack's seen the movie Ravenous. And mm-hmm. I love I love yeah. Ravenous. It's a yeah. Fantastic. She, she movie. loves that movie. So now it's she, a great she movie. Loves, she Ravenous is oh. a movie that I, I don't know it why so much. it doesn't come up more. I never heard of it until she, I started dating. It's her like it's oh, like really? a, it's just, it's like a it was like a B. It was like a sleeper. It was a movie that was fantastic, but kind of got kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. yeah. It was probably an indie film that got a big distributor. Was that? I, think I don't Dimension know. Dimension ended up releasing it, but I mean, like Guy Pierce is in it. Oh sure. Yeah, it's a it's a and very it's good very movie. well constructed. It's tense. Yeah. It's a thriller. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, creative. It's got a good sense of humor. So ever since that, she's been in love with Robert Carlyle. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I also th- this movie also reminded me of something where I, I kind of had forgotten these movies, and I was always a little surprised that not surprised, but I was always curious. How did they know how good Judy Dench was going to be when they brought her back for the Craig Bond movies? Yeah. And in watching this, I was like. This is how they knew. Judy yeah. Dench is fantastic yeah. in this. And uh-huh. this movie is not great, but Judy Dench is great well, she gets, in it. Yeah, she, she M has more of a plot line in this movie. And again, M getting kidnapped yep. by someone she double-crossed or felt that she double-crossed him in the past. Yep. It was very skyfall. Yeah, who has, who has a specific like issue with her right. and wants yep. revenge on her yeah, specifically. Her. Yep. Um, I will say, before we continue, because you mentioned Judy Dench is, a, is, is, is really good as M in this film, I actually think that Pierce is playing Bond 
the best in this movie. Out of his movies? Out of his movies. Uh, I, my opinion, out of, out of Braz's Bond films, he is doing the best at playing Bond in this film. Not that this is the best film. Right. Just his performance as yeah. Bond is the best. He's Maybe. comfortable in the role. Yeah. It's 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 flirting with ridiculous without being over the top ridiculous. He's nowhere near as pervy as he is in Die Another Day. In Goldeneye, he's good, but he feels a little bit like he's nervous. Like he's not exactly sure what to do because he's early in the role. Mm. I really think this is where he's comfortable as Bond, and it works. He 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 looks like he knows what he's doing. He's in it. I might. I, I, yeah, that could be. That's just that my opinion. Be. That I could be. I mean, I just I'm not. Not a big fan just of this era of okay. these but but you're not I, I, I wouldn't say you're wrong I mean yeah. I mean for me Bond was my Bond growing up because I was a kid when he was you know I grew up playing GoldenEye and these are the movies I remember coming out when I was a kid yeah, yeah. so he always like that's what Bond looks like in my head so I like him but yeah his movies kind of um not are not great sometimes <laughs> he needs to leave <laughs> a lot I enjoy, but like it's I said true. earlier I, I watch this movie a lot and I do enjoy this. It's ridiculous and bad, but for some reason, I do enjoy this movie, and I enjoy him in it. It's it's watchable. Well, and and getting into the other <clears throat> actress, I thought was really good in this. So so M is like, okay, Bond, you got to go to see Electra King, mm -hmm. Sophie Marceau, and protect her. I think Renard is going to try to kidnap her or kill her again. Yeah. So Bond goes to visit her. She is in running this huge oil company. Um, and he pulls up to where her company is doing some pipeline negotiations. And we cut to an odd sequence of we just watch a helicopter that has tree cutting blades on it. Yeah. And I'm just watching this being like, <laughs> I guess we're going to see that again. Oh, but it'd be awesome I don't know why else. There was a part where I'm like, if we don't see that again, that's just a weird like shot sequence. Like Almost like the director was just like, that helicopter's awesome. I want it in the movie. I was reading, I think that was supposed to be in Goldeneye. They, that was oh. an original idea for Goldeneye, and thankfully they cut it from that one. But Okay. okay. It's kind of ridiculous. So he pulls up... Um, Sophie Marceau is in negotiations. Um, I can't remember. What, what country is this happening in? Is this in? Um, this wasn't Turkey yet. Well, right? it's supposed I'm to be. Not... I, I don't remember the country, but it's supposed to be sort of uh, East Eastern Europe, but like like flirting with like the Middle East, you know, that yeah. area, like area Syria of the world. area, Syria. maybe? Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember. But she agrees to divert the pipeline. And a lot of the locals are like really thrilled. Things yeah, because it, really it was going to be going through some like. So basically they. Through a Sorry, temple, okay. right? It was Through like a temple, some sort of yeah. religious, yeah. Um, They're beginning yeah. to Sight. seed sort of what comes back later on where she's like, well, unlike my father, I plan to run this company more responsibly and I'm going to spend the extra money to divert around this holy shrine because we can't eliminate the culture of this of this nation. And my, right. my mother came from this. This is my ancestral homeland or whatever. Yeah. So this is important to her. And she feels the need to explain this to James Bond. Like she basically might as well be like, get woke, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, um, but it's kind of, it's like, okay, so she's going to run this company more responsibly. And she questions if she's really, she kind of is like poo-pooing James Bond being well, there. She so M explains to Bond that basically to get um, when she was kidnapped to get her back, like some or they had to use her as bait for some reason to try to get Renard. Yeah, and that's I think when she ended up getting kidnapped or or something, and so she doesn't trust MI six or Bond because of this thing M had done. Yeah, and um, and she felt like they had let her down and, and allowed her to 
get kidnapped or remain kidnapped. Or there's something. something there that I kind of missed too, but yeah. like, yeah, she feels apparently she maybe justifiably trust. that MI6 yeah. wasn't totally transparent in yeah. the way she, they she were doesn't, she, she even says she, she said something like, we should been burned twice. Our family trusted MI6 twice. I won't make that mistake again or something like that. So she doesn't like him coming along, but he's like, I'm going to follow you around because I have to protect you. Now I, I want to give a huge spoiler here. This movie's 21 years old, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give just, if somebody hasn't seen this and you plan to watch the movie, we're going to give a huge spoiler. Um, so, you know, watch the movie, come back after if you want to. Sophie Marceau is the ultimate villain of this movie. Yes. Yes. A lot of what is about to happen makes zero sense. I don't understand what any of this is. Yeah, yeah, this still this, this makes no yeah. sense with what we know is about to happen. And I like I was hoping you guys would be able to explain to me because when the twist came up, I was like, wait. There's like a solid 45 minutes of the film that are total yeah. nonsense then. I think that ultimately they're trying to make her look innocent. So there's, there's stuff that comes up later on that's like even worse. But why are well, they trying to make her look innocent where Bond already believes she's innocent? Well, like, I think what's going on here is some well, stuff's her, her, this is kind of a Goldfinger plan where she wants to destroy the the competition's pipeline, oil pipelines yeah. so that the producers of the oil have no choice but to run them through her pipelines and they'll cut a deal and make her a lot of money. Right. But in order to do this, she needs someone to destroy those pipelines. So it turns out, again, the spoiler alert, that she was kidnapped by this Reynard guy, but she was actually kind of into it and she's manipulated him and now he's basically her captive in a sense. Yeah. And she is using her feminine charms on him to get him to blow up those pipelines so that she's the only one with the pipelines. But to make it look like her pipelines were also hit, she's going to blow up her own pipeline one time at least so she can say, so no one can then say, how do we know you didn't pay someone to right. blow up our pipeline? So why the hell would I pay someone to blow up my yeah. own pipeline? Yeah. Well, even before This is that, basically so her ultimate plan. That's a, well, but before well, we get to that, like, because... But I think this plays into that where he, they're trying to make it look like he's after her and he's trying to kill her to get her, you know, I mean... I th- I guess, I to kind of make it look like in the in the eyes of the world, characters that we don't see, in the eyes of that universe, of that 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 corporate structure or whatever, they will always see Electric King as, oh my God, this poor woman... They even attacked her pipeline, right? Instead right. of, oh yeah, really? They attacked everyone's yeah, pipelines, but yours, hers. really? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's do the scene having sex. Okay. So she's like, I'm gonna go. She's gonna I need check to go the pipelines. check out. I need to go check some pipelines or like, or, 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 or the, the for some reason she's, she's go got to do it on her own and with skis. Yeah. With and skis. then Bond agrees to go, and which yeah. they love. Eon Productions loves to put Bond on skis. Yeah. This is yeah. a universal truth. Mm-hmm. They yep. just. They love this. At least once in a Bond's run, he has to be. Every on Bond, a- every Bond chase. actor has been on yeah. skis, including George Lazenby, who was only in one Bond film. Yeah. They so he's skiing around with uh, Sophie Marceau. This is what was the what was the one we saw? It was a Roger Moore one where like the insert shots were like embarrassing. Like it was so clear yeah. that he wasn't skiing and that he they were just like them. taking like a shot in the studio and like inserting it. <laughs> Um, this was at least better done. I mean, they're clearly their stunt doubles, but like yeah. the photography was pretty good. But she didn't even want Bond to come with her. Bond like talks himself in. He just like grabs a pair of skis and is yeah. like, I know you don't want me to come, but I'm coming with you. And then they get attacked <laughs> by these guys 
who are only on what I can only describe as a rejected G.I. Joe toy idea from the mid-80s. Yeah. It's a hang glider with a snowmobile on it and missiles and machine guns. Yes. And, and why perpetrate this attack if she's originally supposed to go alone well, I, I, yes. they're gonna fake this attack so bond I, I can assume, see her get attacked i assume that it's because she knew that he would come along that she knew he, they, they would send someone to watch her right she probably has some information you know, so these poor them. guys because by the way most of well, these snowmobiles yeah. kill Die. each other yeah. Yeah. like the most of this the is very much them crashing this, into each this other this kind of reminded me of the sorry to interrupt you for a yeah. brief second this kind of reminded me of the speeder bike chase in return of the jedi a little bit where they're dodging trees and whoa and uh, he hits the tree yeah kind of felt like that so these guys and all of this equipment were killed and sacrificed just to reinforce to james bond Renard is trying to kill Sophie Marceau. I believe so. That's how that, this is. This is what's going on. It has just to, to reinforce a thing that James Bond already believes. Oh, yep. <laughs> that they really have to drive it home because, okay, yeah. because of what they're playing. <laughs> they really I will say there's one yeah. thing in the scene that I love, and that's Bond one-ups the last the last bobsled, and it goes over the cliff, and he li he literally makes the standard quip. He goes, Haha, I'll see you at the lodge. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the parachute inflates, and he's yeah. able to regain lift somehow, and he turns yeah. around, and Bond's like, oh. Like, I, I loved <laughs> I, that I mean, scene. I did. I did quip. like that. I did like that. That was premature funny, quip. That was a funny moment that um, and, and the way Brosnan played that was yeah. was very entertaining. Um, so, OK, so, wow. I mean, that's really that's how I interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really committed to this. OK. <laughs> A lot uh, of people are willing to die for this charade. Yeah, like, so literally, like, six guys die. They couldn't, like, hire a like... sniper to miss on purpose, and it's a sniper, and then the sniper right, takes yeah. off on one of those things. Yeah, couldn't they just have done that? Yeah, because what if they accidentally blew her up? I mean, they were shooting missiles everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Or and they, they caused an avalanche. Or what kind of... if they had... Yeah, they caused an avalanche. They do cause an avalanche. Yeah. What if he had not had his crazy <laughs> jacket? Yeah. Uh, or they had killed James Bond. Like, if they had killed James Bond, that would have been for nothing. Cause all they were True. trying to do was convince him. This, this is this is pretty goofy. I mean, I think ultimately she was trying to convince or just keep M believing this, not so much Bond himself. Okay. I okay. Think. Wow. So even if James Bond died, it would have been like, look, they even killed your. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. They were really committed to yeah. this bit. Um, all right, so yeah, Bond has to inflate his magic Q jacket to protect them from an avalanche. And then they go back to Sophie Marceau's, like, castle house or estate house. house. Is this a lighthouse or no? A lighthouse comes later on. This, yeah. is, like, this is like a giant estate yeah, house. They're in this country, so it's got this, I don't know, exotic home. I don't know. Yeah, so they're getting it on, you know. Oh, of course. Like, you know, and. Well, first he shoots her down. At first, she's totally putting the moves on him, and he says, no, I can't. I can't go down this road. Like, for some reason, well, that's he's— that's because M specifically told him, don't bang her. Yeah, yeah. But, but 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 hasn't M done that to him in the past, and he's banged her? I, I feel think, like M's think, done that to him at about 15 movies at that point. I, can't, I cannot well, I cite a specific she, example, I so I might a, be wrong. I think she had a personal relationship with this girl. Oh, so that's, she's right. Like really, that's right. That's really right. Okay, yeah. So this, this girl is sort of like—is yes. kind of like a daughter kind or a niece, of, yeah. so leave me alone. And Okay, so then yeah. he goes down to— 
the. But wait, well, hold on. Let's hmm. let's. So okay, so he does sleep with Electric King. He, he does. does later, and then well, no, it, I think he does here. No, right here. No, because she shoots him down. He goes to the casino. No, no, right? no, no, no. She he sleeps with her. Oh, he does. She's like, I want you to. Can you stay and help protect me? And he is like. I gotta go. Oh, they have already slept together. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that so they sleep together job, later. Okay. The thing that M sent him to do is stay with her. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Can you stay no. with me to protect me?" Bond's like, "I gotta go to the casino." I don't know. That I think right. that, I think that she comes on to him. Yeah. He says no, so and that's your first inkling that something's not right with this girl because all of a sudden she's like. Come on, you can stay with me. And he says, I can't. He goes to the casino, yeah, I think meets right. up with his oh, he meets maybe. up with his buddy Cause, from cause from Zakovsky from Goldeneye. From Goldeneye. And then she appears in the casino all dressed glamorously. And he's like, What the oh, fuck are you doing? That's it. Okay. He's like, What the fuck are you it. doing? You're at the casino. Yeah. You, you, there, there could be a million targets here. And, yeah, a million asked him, maybe here. you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. He hasn't yeah. simply yet, but she did ask him to stay with her at she, that estate. She house. did. And he to do that to go and he meet, he yeah, chose to meet Sakovsky. Yeah, yes. he's trying to figure it. He's trying yeah. to do his job and figure this out. And she has like a security team there with her, anyways. But true. But yeah, so he goes to this to uh, Zukovsky's, um casino. I am a sucker. I'm going to openly admit I am a sucker for Robbie Coltrane. Oh, I think I he's like great. Robbie Coltrane. I think he's great. I think he is causing some of the rapid tonal shifts in this movie yeah. that I have problems with, but I can't fault Robbie Coltrane, who I just inherently find entertaining my, and likable. Yeah, uh, my one thing with it is that in GoldenEye, like, they were adversaries, basically. Like, they end up kind of working together, but it was because they both were trying to... It was to, begrudgingly, yeah. Yeah, like, they both had one goal that they are working towards. And this one, James Bond comes in, they're, like, best friends. Because of probably what happened in GoldenEye, but at the same time, it's like... A little too quick. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I would like yeah. to see more of that dynamic. Yeah, where he's yeah. like not happy to see him. But there's this obvious scene, which is obviously a payoff, where where Sophie Marceau is like, I'm at the casino and I'm going to play this high this high stakes game against Zakovsky. And <laughs> she loses on purpose and then it's kind of well, like, oh, play, I guess I lost. They play war. They, this is, this yep. is, at the same time this movie was coming out, a Vegas vacation had done this, <laughs> this same thing as a comedy scene, the thing that this movie plays as a serious <laughs> scene. They played war. Yeah, they did. Um, I laughed about that. Uh, and and it's yeah, and it's kind of like okay, yeah, it's so clear. She, it's like a, a weird payoff thing, but Bond's like not sure what's going what that on. Is yet. Yeah, yeah, and and I would also say for Sophie Marceau, who is so committed to this idea, why did she do this in front of James Bond? Like that's a pretty like she just went through the most yeah, elaborate facade yeah. ever, and now is like giving him reason to suspect, suspect that like something's not right here. Yeah, just um, say here um, you're introduced to probably the worst henchman oh, in yeah. any of the Bond movies, oh, Mr. Yeah. Bullion. Yeah. Oh, is that the, the guy with the gold with teeth? The gold yeah. teeth. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He's just like. Grading to me at all. I feel like I've seen that guy in other movies. I, I think too. I have too. I just don't know where. I don't know where. Every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, he's familiar, but yeah, must have been a '90s thing. Um, so then I'm trying to remember how Bond gets to. Oh, so okay, so now Bond does uh, bang Electric King. Now they King. go back and yeah, they they sleep he together. succumbs to her womanly wiles, and then he slips out because he wants to go through her job site a little bit more. Yeah, and. 
Oh, we should have mentioned. Too oh, yeah, we finally get the Reynard scene. Yeah, we and get it seems like it was sh it was shoved in. So they build this character up. It's Robert Carlyle, who is basically at the top of his game or entering the height of his popularity. Good yeah. actor. Okay, he's in this movie. He's playing a Bond villain. He's got this crazy superpower. This is going to be great, right? So we're in this interesting location where it's this natural tar pit with all this fire burning. That's great. Looks kind of like hell. The henchman's brought there. He's at the he's at the mercy of his boss. Okay, that's great. And Robert Carlyle literally just walks out full flat lighting. It's all like tight shots where you see a couple flames. There's no wide shots of this wonderful yeah. area. Yeah. No silhouette of him and you can't see him. Yeah, I think like this set and was he like, probably a lot cheaper yeah. than they... He, yeah. he, he holds onto this freaking rock, which is a cool idea, but it never really comes back. It's just, see, he can't feel anything, so he can hold this burning rock. And... I don't know. I think this is a good scene, but I think that this character deserved better for an introduction. For the actor they had, the the, the, the gimmick they gave him, the location they chose, and the, the, the weight of what he's supposed to be. And he's just like, here, take this burning rock. Now, if you fail me, I'll kill you like I'll kill this guy. Get right. out of here. Right. Oh, okay. This is the great and powerful Reynard. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's meeting with... Um, uh, Sophia Marceau's um, like head of security, security guy, um, yeah. and some other guy, and so it's it's kind of revealed that the head of security guy is working for Renard in some sense, in some way, yeah. along with his other guy, who apparently he failed Renard, so Renard kills the other guy because the other guy was like tattletailing on him. Yeah, ba basically. basically, yeah. Um, and he's like, "Don't fail again, or I'll kill you." Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what he's supposed to be doing or what he's failing at. I can't remember. I, I watched it and I was unclear on yeah. what he was failing Basically, at. Basically, so now he's <clears throat> going to be sent to to impersonate some scientist or something to go to this nuclear I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying lab. To think of why that happens. This this Renard is there too. Really quick. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just realized that. Yeah, so he's, he's supposed, supposed to go like this to... nuclear site and steal this um, this he's, plutonium. He's basically yeah. looking to get weapons grade <clears throat> plutonium. Yeah. Okay, and, and but we I do want to break this down because this is going to get ridiculous. So so yeah, the security guy is supposed to impersonate a Russian nuclear physicist. Right. And then he gets killed and, and Bond has to impersonate the Russian agent who's impersonating the nuclear physicist. Well, no, impersonating right, so, a nuclear physicist. So it's like several layers here. Now. Yeah, there's like layers. Because this one guy is told by Renard, pretend to be this this nuclear physicist, or I'll kill you. And then Bond kills him, and yeah. Bond pretends to be him, who is pretending to be the nuclear physicist. Right. Yeah, and, we're, they're like we're like four levels in yeah. at yeah. this point. So it all ends up with Bond showing up. He's literally impersonating someone. He doesn't even know why. Right. Yes, know, yes. There's no reason is, for him to know. It's also like very Roger Moore era where Roger Moore is like bumbling into things, not yeah. even like there's no real spy work. He's just yeah. like, uh, like yeah. I'm going to go where this movie has me go. Basically, yeah. Uh, he shows up. He meets, shows up to this nuclear site, meets Denise Richards. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay a lot. I. I'm going to pay this movie a lot of credit. I actually think Sophie Marceau is pretty good in this movie. Oh, yeah. I think, um, I mean, Judy Dench is great. I think Robbie Coltrane is entertaining. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, yes. this Denise oh, no. Richards performance. Oh, no. She's like the worst oh, no. girl, I think. Wow. Uh, oh, no. And, wow. and not only that, not only that, but they gave her the stupidest name. 
And the only reason why they gave her this name was so they can, which so they could have what I consider to be the single worst line of dialogue ever in a James Bond movie. And you know, you know, it's going to happen when she introduces herself. Now, look, I've got nothing against Denise Richards. I don't want to come across like I'm just trashing on Denise Richards for the sake of it. I think that she's very badly miscast. Yes. I think they wanted to find just an incredibly gorgeous popular actress at the time and they threw her in and they said you're a nuclear physicist by the way here's a see-through tank top and a pair of really short shorts and a bunch of dialogue that's very technical that she's going to have trouble stumbling through and they gave her this stupid name and it's just this recipe for disaster every every decision was bad like every like everything was bad and about this and it up until this point, I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. I don't, the villain plot seems weird. I don't really know what's going on, but like this, this pulls the movie. Like uh-huh. the, now the movie is, is falling apart. <laughs> yes. Her name uh, is Christmas Jones, by the way. Christmas, yeah, Christmas Jones, Jones, which is a good line, which Cody mentioned earlier. My name is Christmas Jones. Please no jokes. I've heard them all. And Bond says, I don't know any doctor jokes. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was nice. That's I thought a that good line. Good, yeah. That's yeah. That was a good line. And, it, and she's Dr. Christmas Jones. Yes. Yeah. And, and the one of like when the movie shows restraint <laughs> and like is actually kind of smart. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I'll divert for second one of my issues with this movie is this is a dumb smart movie there's an idea of this kind of like stockholm syndrome actually becomes the primary villain that's an interesting idea that if done better is interesting yep the reynard stuff is Mm -hmm. actually interesting in a smarter movie Mm -hmm. um several things are interesting but like like this movie just gets so dumb and 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 like a lot of the like dr christmas like when they succumb to their dumb influences is when it's got to be bondy she's got to you got to have an attractive girl you got to have a stupid name you got to have she's supposed to be this smart physicist and she runs around in a a tank top screaming james 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 some of that that stuff is absolutely them checking boxes like we have yeah which i'm glad in the craig movies you know the first few at least they they eliminated those boxes and we're like we're not we're not gonna you know, limit ourselves to having to have this or like, that. And isn't it tough that they don't work? Because this is very Tanya Roberts in a it view is. to a kill. It and is. it was like, didn't you guys learn? Like, this is only like 15, you know, 14 years after a view to a kill. Like, uh, didn't you guys learn from that? Like yeah. that, you guys got mocked endlessly for that. And then you've just put yourselves back in miscasting a key role. Yeah. Like, but I think you they know, were, I don't know, it's so weird because they were trying because they made her like a nuclear physicist and, you know. Well, they were working really hard on that. But, but the then same- they undercut that by putting her in the, the Laura Croft, uh, you know, yes. Tomb Raider costume. Yes. And, and it's like, yeah, again, like with the doctor, women don't aren't going to dress like that. <laughs> They're not. You don't. And she's yeah. at work at, as a nuclear physicist. And she's not she spends, she spends a bulk of the climax of the movie underwater and she's wearing yeah. a white tank yeah. top. And if they had, she's climbing up a lot of ladders and you could see her booty. It's just, if they had actually dressed her professionally and then maybe not had her sleep with bond. Yeah. This could have been. Yeah. 
a lot more interesting. And that's one thing I always liked about, even though I don't love the movie, really, Quantum Solace, is that there's a, the Bond girl, and they never sleep together. Yes. And they go their separate ways to the end movie. They got what they wanted. I talked yes, to the friend about Quantum of Solace yep. for 45 minutes this week. I, I love Quantum of Solace. I mean, it has it has flaws, yeah. but I like I it a I mean, lot. Like, but I the like Olga Kirilenko character is really fascinating yeah. and, and one of the most interesting right. things of it. And mm-hmm. she is truly independent she has her own shit going on yeah. regardless of what's happening with bond right. like she doesn't need him yeah you know you there is you could view that movie as bond is the sidekick to olga towards, like helping the end, yeah, her yeah. Movie, yeah 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 and then um, even skyfall doesn't really have like a bond girl in it you know right um, yeah or bond woman now that they call yeah. Bond woman. yeah yeah um, um, but yeah, but it, that's when they yeah, have, have the. You know, I I yeah. I think I can agree with Cody. I think I think in in this betrayal, I think Christmas Jones is one of the worst. Yeah, this is terrible. The Bond um, girls, Bond women. So now Bond goes down to a, a super '90s set. I mean, this is like this oh, yeah. this yeah. set of this nuclear thing is just screams '90s soundstage. Yeah. Like they might as well. Yeah. Like I don't know what um, you know what stage number it was, but you can just see it as like, yep, yep. Then and, and like action, you know, when we I, I almost don't even want to talk about this. Like, well, one of the things that's kind of frustrating is Bond shows up down there. He immediately runs into Robert Carlyle, yes. who's down there with a bunch of his guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In Robert Carlyle's plan, his own guy would have gone through this elaborate ruse just to get to the place where Robert, Robert Carlyle and all the other right. guys were. Yeah. He's not sending him to steal the, the plutonium. He's already himself. there. He's there stealing it He's too. there. He could have just gone in with them and been like, yeah, I'm, I'm with these right. guys. I, I, I just think about that now. I, yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but... It doesn't make sense. And Bond has an opportunity to kill Robert Carlyle. Yeah. I mean, he's getting ready to kill him. He says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, you. I literally paused it. I'm like, how, how much more is left in this movie? This yeah. movie's about to end. I'm like, that's weird. But then Bond gets distracted by doing one of like, the most over-the-top, like I don't know if you call it double take or uh, <laughs> what it was. Yeah. when Because so Sophie Marceau says something to him earlier, and then Robert Carlyle says the same thing to him here. Yeah. And Bond's like, huh? It's basically on the level of like, shock what of- did you say your mother's yeah. name is? It's like over the top, like shock, like, oh, oh my God, you said that too. Yeah. yeah. You can't feel like weird. living if, what's the point of living if you can't feel alive? Like yes. That. Which leads to the scene later on where Bond is literally like whining at his girlfriend. Yeah. Don't you always yeah. say that, Electra? Don't you always say it's not worth living if you can't mm-hmm. feel alive? What about my needs? What about my feelings? I'm like, Bond, jeez, dude, calm down. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so he's, before he can kill Robert Carlyle, the, one of the military guys comes down with, with um, uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards is like, he's not really that nuclear physicist. That guy's 63 years old. That guy's <laughs> old and crusty. <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, God, yeah. no. Um, so then Robert Carlyle is just like, all right, shoot him up. Yeah. And yep. and again, I'm like, what was... Why did you just do that? Why did you just do that? You seem... And he seems fine with that. Yeah. Um, and now Bond is like chasing them through the tunnels of like trying to, you know, get this nuclear bomb. And, right. um, and, and there's kind of a gimmick of at one point Bond had seen a guy... One of Carlisle's men takes something out of the nuclear bomb and put it in his pocket. Right. 
uh, like like a I don't even know what to call it like a it's like a like a key card something. or something. Yeah, it's like it a big chip. Like a, it's like a microchip, but it's like hand sized. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and he gets that back at some point because he just happens to run up on the dead guy and go, "Oh wait, I gotta get this thing out of his yeah. pocket." He but he he is. doesn't know what it is because yeah. he gives it to Denise Richards later, and she's like, "I know what that is, right?" Right, right. Um, so he chases him through, but ultimately Robert Carlyle gets away with mm-hmm. the bomb. Um, and they're like, don't worry. And he sets off another bomb. So he had a bomb there. So he was apparently planning to blow it up anyways. So what was the yeah. So why not just go in there, shoot everybody up and blow it up? Yeah, he had another bomb. Yeah. I, I don't. Because th- he has is, a bomb to blow up the facility after he leaves. Th- this all feels like, uh, this all feels like, uh, this is where I started being like, if this is. This is either the dumbest Bond villain plot or it's so elaborate that there's like a level to this that I'm that is going to be unveiled. Um, So Bond gets back and he gets back to Sophie Marceau's estate Mm -hmm. and he confronts her and he's like, wait a minute. The Reynard said the same thing you said to me. And I, he knew that his shoulder was injured. Yes. Reynard, like, yeah, knew um, his shoulder. Like Sophie Mar- Marceau knew too. So I'm like, okay, so Bond's onto it. Like, yeah. clearly she, you know, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, no, anyone could have known that your shoulder was injured. And like, you were wearing just, a sling at my father's funeral and he could yeah. have seen the ad. Yeah. And it's just a cool saying, man. Like, it's a meme, <laughs> you know? But I'm like, all the kids are saying it. Bond gets convinced way too. E- I don't know. I almost don't know. He's on why the right track, but he's con- yeah, he's convinced I, I, way too easily. They, yeah. they almost should have just taken this scene out or made it not like it's kind put of like the end. how did he get unconvinced well, I of think this? He, yeah, so that for some because she tried. Why would I blow up my own pipeline? Because they immediately are in a control room. Yeah, which happens yeah. a lot in Brazen and Bond movies. Yeah, where I stands in the control room yeah. and stares at a wall. But yeah. they're staring at the wall. And there's this this bomb. Everyone. This bomb is gonna beep 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 It's gonna blow up this this my pipeline's gonna get blown up see i wouldn't blow up my own pipeline bond you know it's kind of like and he's <laughs> yeah. like oh i guess i feel kind of like an idiot she does have a score and then denise richards they cut to a close but denise richards like sophie marceau you totally nailed bond you son of a you're right yeah uh, and sophie marceau does call out bond for being gross for sleeping with her and i'm like ah, that, you know what that's actually that's a solid point bond is gross a little bit um but yeah so now it's like okay we immediately shift to this whole elaborate plan of like there's a bomb in the in the Sophie Marceau company pipeline yeah that so apparently Renard put the plutonium that he stole is what they think into the pipeline at one point on some sort of of cart cart that goes motorized the, cart yeah, yeah like fun ride music park ride <laughs> yeah video game level yeah and, and put it and got it going through the pipe for like an hour and a half and at some point, then it would blow up. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just go to some point and put a bomb on it and blow it up. Like, why they would. Yeah, or why be they would. Or what they could have done. Because, okay, so you're right. You're right. So, what they have to do is Bond is like, can you get me to that pipeline? And they get into the pipeline. Why they didn't just say, hey, uh, let's quickly like divert that pipeline right. or like, like, let's put something yeah. in the pipeline to stop this bomb. Or Bond like, literally said, we have 78 minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, that is a long That's time. That's a long time with a <laughs> lot of options. Yeah. Um, and you, and it, it is in a contained environment. Like, yeah. you know where it is, you know where it's going. Right. Yep. But their only option is to put them into the pipe, Bond and Denise Richards mm-hmm. into the pipeline on another cart. Yeah. And for them to like, 
time it so they jump onto the cart with the bomb. And Denise, once they're on that cart, they're like, hey, this bomb is weird. They're like, we don't think this is actually a nuclear bomb. It's it's got only half the plutonium in it. Right. Um, So Bond figures out, okay, someone wanted to blow this up to make it look like they used a plutonium to blow this up, but they're still going to have half a ball of plutonium. So they're going to want to do something with that. So we have to figure out what that is. Yeah. And this is where it kind of gets like, okay, so. Let's talk about this again. King really wasn't on it because. So what is Sophie Marceau's plan here? So she wants this to blow up. So they'll be like, look, my pipeline got attacked too. Yeah. And then they're going to. So no one will suspect when they use the sunken submarine to destroy all the other pipelines. I don't know. So there, so she wasn't thinking that Bond. So this is actually bad for Sophie Marceau that Bond and Denise yeah, so Richards why I pull think, this thing which off. Which is why right? I think she yeah. captures M. So she has she thinks that Bond is sort. dead. Well, she thinks. Well, she Bond's also thinks dead. Bond's dead. That's she right. thinks this is a success. Okay. And now that Bond's out of the way, now she can. Because I do kind of like, I like it like as they're about to deactivate the bomb, Bond is like, don't deactivate the bomb. We're just going to come. Well, they they take the the plutonium out. The plutonium out. That's right. They take the plutonium out, but they actually let the bomb itself explode. Which Denise Richards is like, why, dude? (laughs) Like, why are we still? This seems really dangerous to let a bomb explode right near us. Um. But Bond is like, haha, now they think we're dead. Cut to about five minutes later when, you know, Electric King gets a phone call, Bond's alive. <laughs> like, there's nothing is gained well, by this ruse. No, and because of no. this, because of what he did, three men were killed. Because yeah. immediately after this, she has her guys kill three people in the control room who aren't her guys. And she she kidnaps M, so then M is in danger because right. of this plan. Right. For that but, goes that that the only difference that Bond has made was he's removed the plutonium. Right. So okay. So I guess in theory we could say he stopped a a minor nuclear bomb from going off. Yeah. But still let the bomb go off. Right. And, Just a fool. Mm-hmm. Electric yeah. King. But now but then so Electric King does all this again to convince M. And whoever else that she's innocent. But immediately after this goes off, she shoots people in front of them and kidnaps them. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I'm in on this. I did this myself. So I. I, I right. Like, so why the ruse? Right. Like, why was like all of like yeah. this ruse that she was so intricately involved with? And that just moments earlier, she'd been trying to convince Bond. Right. Like, no, no, no. I'm not the bad guy. Yeah. And, and then she immediately was like, no, no, I'm the bad yeah. guy. Like, none of this. The, the more you think about any of this, yeah. it makes And once she reveals herself as the bad guy, her plan to get all this oil is out the door because now, like, government agencies know that she's a bad guy. Right. right. So what's the point in holding him hostage and just yeah. being like, oh, no, and continuing to play yeah. the, the innocent Because party. it goes, again, her plan is insane or just muddled because part of it is she wants revenge on him and part of it is she wants this oil thing. But you can't have both. And right, have it work. Yeah, because it yeah. wasn't like she was gonna be able to kill M, and people are gonna be like, "Wasn't there a lady who worked here?" <laughs> I swear like, to God, there was a lady. I used to see her by the tea machine. I think she ran the place. I haven't seen her in like six months. Right. I don't. Where was the last place she went? Yeah, yeah, oh, right. yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's it's all nuts. Yeah. So, so she takes M to her lighthouse tower. Yeah, hideout in in Turkey, Istanbul. Yep. Yep. Where she meets Renard, and Renard brings her the the rest of the plutonium. And there's this whole weird subplot of, like, Renard is like, you were, you were really into James Bond, weren't you? And she's like, 
was I? You know, and well, I th- then, no, I think she was like, yeah, I was. I she's was. Like, she's like, do you, do you think I wouldn't feel anything? Like make fun of him for not feeling anything. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he's jealous of Bond because he's a better lover because he can feel pleasure. <laughs> he can feel yeah, things. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. I do love how yeah. in this scene where she, where he brings her the plutonium. Is that, that's a ball of plutonium. He's yeah. holding his hand, right? Yeah. And she's like touching it, touch your he destiny. And she puts yeah. her. He says it's safe in a line of dialogue, but I don't think plutonium works that way. And maybe it's in a case. There's a, there's I don't a couple know. of times in this movie where people say things are safe that I'm like, that's not safe. Like at one point, like when the sub blows up yeah. later, Bond's yeah, yeah. like, it's fine. There's water yeah. in there. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't think <laughs> no. that makes it safe. No, that's true. No, no, they do try to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, Bond uh, and Denise Richards have to go to. Um, to Sukovsky's place. Yep. Yes. Because Bond's like, okay, I guess she is a bad guy. And, oh, yeah, she paid off Zukovsky. Right. So I'm going to go find out what that was about. So he, he goes to his his uh, uh, caviar set. That's and, right. He, yeah, yeah, the caviar was yeah. the big thing that yeah. unveiled it. So where yeah. his caviar operation, where they get then get attacked by the tree-cutting <laughs> helicopter yeah. blades. Um, and I do like the line here, too, where... The, the blades like cut the car Bond's car in half and Bond's like Q's not gonna like this yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. Yeah. yeah this this sequence felt too long to me like there's it, yeah, it felt a little I, I indulgent when I watch it yeah yeah it's, it's just a it's, lot of explosions and Bond rolling around and and rolling around and like they keep and, and it's there's something to it that's a little like this is a very unwieldy and specific weapon like yeah there's no way a tree cutting helicopter is sneaking up on anybody yet that seems to happen a couple of times where characters turn around they're like oh yeah. that's right there yeah um and, and it's all kind of goofy he i'm trying to remember how he does it one of them he shoots down with the missiles in his car and the other one, he like lets a gas jet yeah. loose, and, and then shoots a flare into it, and it blows it up. And it blows it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 this, if this had been tighter, I would have liked it better. But it's yeah, and it this also there have to be two helicopters with blades. <clears throat> yeah, it could have been one. Yeah, it could have been one, and or it could have been like that. Could have just even been the way the scene was introduced, and they actually had a better plan. Because like, think about if you're those villains in the scene, you're like, oh god, okay, turn it around. We got to get another pass on these guys. Okay, okay, keep turning, keep turning. All right, right. about five minutes, we're gonna have another shot at these guys with our tree cutting helicopter. Yeah, hope that nobody shoots this helicopter in those five minutes. Um. So then, uh, Robbie Coltrane gives them some information. Yeah, he he says he was paying them off to. Part of it was for the use of a sub that apparently his nephew. That's right. Um, yes. is the captain of or something. Yes. Um, and 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 where they were planning to do this, which was Istanbul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then somehow, then they're able to try. How do they? Oh, oh. And at the same time, M is being held captive. Yes. And. She still she has, has that tracking card yeah, in her from, pocket. That Bond got from the yes. that Bond got that nobody ever like thought yeah, to they, be like we should find out what's in M's pocket. <laughs> that could have been, by the way, if that had been like a gun and she just straight up shot them, that would have been amazing. <laughs> gun, yeah. Um, yeah. So this was a GPS thing that they took out of the bomb so that they couldn't track the bomb. But then Bond yeah. had it and then gave it to M. Now M has it, and she uses a battery from an alarm clock to to uh, activate it. Yeah, and so they yep. get they just happen to get the signal where yep. Bond and uh, right at that are. time, yep. yeah, at, at Zukovsky's, I don't know where they bunker. Are. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. There's people yeah. typing and stuff. It's it, yeah. There's maps. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and he's basically like, I know that lighthouse. Yeah, and they're like, okay, so 
and I, I sort of laughed about this. So they've gone through this whole process to figure out where it is. But then immediately the the guy with the gold teeth who's on Electric King's security team. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't they? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. He's on Robbie Coltrane's team. Um, and he figures out. He, or, or he, Robbie, or, he's, so, he works for Robbie Coltrane, but he's also secretly working with Renard. Renard. So he's he's been like clutching this this uh, like briefcase for the past two scenes, and he like puts it down next next to this poor woman who's just like typing on a typewriter, <laughs> like right next to her face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Robbie Coltrane turns around to like say something to him, and and they see him like scuttling out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Bond puts it all together, and he's like, "Oh my god, a bomb!" And they all it's a bomb. The yeah. Except for that poor woman who's completely. Destroyed no by this yeah. bomb, and then they immediately Aww. get captured. Right? They chase him down, but immediately get captured by him. So it's kind of like it. Almost, I mean, I guess you could say it's just funny to me that they did all this like quote unquote detective work to figure out where they were, but it's really just like oh no, then they just got they, captured. And they by brought Renard. him there. Yeah. yeah, they bring him there. They bring they, him they, to the yeah. White House or the yeah. tower or whatever it was. Yeah, um, where uh, Electric King puts Bond in a torture device chair. Yeah, I liked this scene because I think. It, it put Bond in a vulnerable place in a movie where he's just like running from explosions and firing machine guns. Now and, he's, and he's Sophie at Marceau, the mercy of this. Yeah, and Sophie Marceau is really like selling the I'm evil and I'm enjoying torturing you and all this. Yeah. She's good. I mean, she's good in this movie and she's good in this scene. And you're yeah. right. She kind of makes what is a ridiculous scene work yeah. a lot better. Yes. Um, the whole For much of this movie as I was watching, I was like... Why don't I see Sophie Marceau in more stuff? Like she's yeah. crushing it in this, but um, she joins like the litany of like m- a lot of Bond girls who have not, un- unfortunately, yeah. not gotten maybe the opportunities they deserve after being in a Bond movie, which is mm. just a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I, what, I'm trying to think of how. Oh, but then Robbie Coltrane well, comes before, in. So before this, um, Renard and his men go to the submarine. Yes. And they kill everyone. They, like, poison the whole crew of the submarine. Yes. Yeah. Kill them. And he takes the captain's hat and, like, gives it to Sophie Marceau. Yeah. So then Robbie Coltrane comes in and he's like, I'm looking for my nephew because he realized what's going on now. And yep. he's like, um, Bond kind of, like, gives him the side eye, like, look over there. And he looks and the captain's <laughs> hat is sitting on a table. Yeah. And he realizes that his son or his nephew or whatever was, was killed by... By these people, so then he's going to. He's like, "Bring me the hat," and so sort of like, is that, <laughs> know, so like hiding like, a gun behind it, and then shoots him. Yeah, I don't know why Robbie. Like, uh, I know what they. I know why they did it because they had to get to this point. But it was yeah. kind of like, um, Robbie Coltrane, you know that they've killed right. your nephew. Like, yeah, you have a gun. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, they couldn't have. Basically, the movie was like, we can't have Robbie Coltrane kill the main villain. Yeah, um, so he gets shot, but then he uses his secret cane gun to, sh- to shoot part of the. <laughs> Torture device to set Bond free. That somehow Sophie Marceau doesn't notice. And I think she I, and it's thought, worth, I think well, it's she, worth noting. Robbie Coltrane yeah. does this in slow, slow motion. Yeah. While everybody's <laughs> watching him. While everyone is staring at him. And she's, yeah, it's like, does she think he missed? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but she she seems to watch this and then immediately forget it memento style because yeah. she is completely surprised when Bond busts out of the chair a moment yeah. later um, and he tries to get her to call Renard to call it off mm-hmm. and then, which I don't, and again, this is, a, I, I'm trying to make sense of this nonsense plot, but, she, but then she's like, go ahead, do it. Yeah. 
Because she doesn't think Bond's going to kill her. I'm going to say this is probably my favorite scene in the Brosnan Bond era, is this scene. I think that this scene deserved to be at the end of a better movie. Oh, okay, okay. Where he's got the woman at gunpoint, and she says, you wouldn't kill me, you'd miss me. And then he says, call it off, I'm not going to say it again. And then she presses the radio to tell, and she starts to tell Renard to go on with the plan, and he just shoots her in cold blood, which is a Bond thing to do. But Brosnan's selling the fact that he doesn't really want to do it. Brosnan is selling it. She's the sophisticated character that could have been a more like-to-hate kind of Yep. conflicted character for an audience member to want in a better movie and then he kills her which of course then he says oh, I never miss but that would have been the end of a, that could have been the final scene of a better Bond yes, movie the, the much smarter version uh, of I think movie. that is in all of, for a movie that I probably think about the least when I think about the Brosnan era to tell you the truth this is probably my favorite scene that Brosnan played as Bond is the the the, the death of the Electric King character but here's Personally, the thing, like, I love what this was scene. her motivation in telling Reynard to go ahead with it? Because she was gonna either, do it anyway. well, she's either captured by Bond and going yeah. to prison for the rest of her life, yeah. so that him blowing this up is just going to make things worse. I don't really understand. I think that, it's either or that, is she just like, ah, I don't care. I think it's either that she doesn't think Bond will kill her, like she said, yeah, or she wants to just go ahead with it anyways and kill Bond and kill M by blowing up the city. I think it's basically her plan. I guess, yeah, maybe at that point she's just like, ah, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess. But I was a little like, yeah, or she realizes her... it's over anyway, so yeah, everyone might as well die. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, is this? Oh, Bond jumps out the window. I like how he takes off his coat before diving into yeah. the water. Oh, of course. He's like, I gotta, you know. I mean, he's like, I'm not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, dives into the water, grabs the sub, gets into the sub. Clearly, someone had seen the criticism of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, like, we actually got to show him getting in that sub. Yeah. Uh, gets in there. There's like, like just sort of a weird series of like messing around on the sub. He's like trying to stop the sub, ends up shooting some guys. Um, Denise Richards is also on the sub for some reason. Yeah. She was kidnapped, I believe. Oh, she was okay. kidnapped. Well, when they were kidnapped, I think they brought her to the sub. Oh, and they Why brought. Did they bring her oh, to they the brought cell? her to Renard, and they brought Bond to Sophie Marceau. Yeah. I think they split them oh, up. Okay. The bad guys split them up to get the, each bad guy got a got a hostage. Yeah. But like, was there a reason for Probably that? Just so she would die in the explosion, because the the sub was. The, this the whole thing is they're going to use the sub as the nuclear yeah. bomb to destroy the competing right. pipelines. Okay. For some reason, Renard is. And then the small bomb was the was the was the. The red herring to make it look yeah. like that she was also being attacked. Right. So in theory, though, they could have just like, like, just, they, they could have just like shot Bond and Denise and Richards. Denise Richards, absolutely. Like at yeah. the moment they the showed up they... to the White House yeah. and just been like, okay, they're done. Or they could have just put them both in the sub and blown them up in the sub or put them both in the, like, okay. Yeah. I, uh, just to clarify that there's no like... There was no real story reason why she happened to be on the sub. No, like they I think needed so her that for when something. When he gets in the sub, she would be there too. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. she's a nuclear physicist, so she can push that one button to let. That's her whole job. The, yeah. The sub. This is a real. This is you have yeah. one job kind of thing. She's a nuclear physicist, but does no nuclear stuff. Right. She doesn't defuse the bomb or anything at the end, or, she's or here has to say, some piece of knowledge that she's here to say tech words. Yeah. Yeah. She literally just pushes the button to open a, a hatch so Bond can get back into the sub. Yeah, Afterwards. yeah, that's yeah. So he has to like, there's this whole I don't even I don't know like whole sequence where like yeah part of the the, the sub 
is crashing on the ocean floor. Because so, Bond says, okay, we have to get the, the sub to the surface so that it'll, we can pick it up on radar. Yeah. So f- I don't know if he hit the wrong switch or something, but the, instead it goes down and crashes into the, the bottom of the, the river or whatever. And uh, starts taking on water. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I will say this this is, the set is kind of interesting because clearly they had some way to pivot the set. So you're seeing like, oh, they spent you know, money on this. like a little mini Poseidon Adventure-esque kind of thing where yeah. like now, okay, now they're trying to go up this, you know, up the sub. Yeah. Uh, but it all turns into, yeah, he's got to get into the compartment with Robert Carlyle where Robert Carlyle is loading the nuclear bomb. Mm. And there's like a fight and but it, it, like the end result of it is kind of like i don't i still don't totally understand what happened like what bond did that caused the for some reason that so there's like a, a honeycomb shaped thing with all these these holes in it to put some sort of thing in that's so just like a, it's like a, the, it's like a yeah. rod that can, yeah. that controls the uh, it's going to act reaction the, yeah. yeah yeah and for some reason also there's some port if there or there like some thing where you can put air into it and blow things out of that same those, yeah. those holes so that's what he does but, but i don't it, know what the if that was like it really didn't feel to me like bond did something smart or did no. something physical no he literally like, was trapped by renard and just there's and a just happened to have just happened this and like plugged it in but like by all rights, like this, that bomb should have gone off. Yeah. Like there's yes. really, this was not Bond's ingenuity that saved no. the day. It was no. just kind of like, oh, here's this compressed air pipe right by my head. I guess I'll plug yeah. it into this um, vent. And, and then you can choose one of the things and blow stuff out of them. I, I don't know why. This was, was real. Yeah. This was a well, This whole very sequence was ending. Renard is sticking the rod in and the, the, the fuel is going up. Aha, we hit him in the head and the rod flew back out. Oh, but he gets the upper hand and he sticks the rod back in and it cuts to that meter that goes up. And then, aha, it slips and he falls. And now we've got this. Again, this invincible guy because he can't feel pain. He's this menacing villain who can hold on to hot rocks and not get burned, right? And we're in a very tight, confined space. Kind of like when when Sean Connery and Robert Shaw have the fight on the train right. in From Russia with Love. That's a very intense, very well-conceived fight. Now, let's take that exact same fight, put it in an even tighter space, a submarine, and the villain has this superpower where he can't feel pain. I expect to see a really good fight where Bond barely escapes. But nope, he just puts a, t- a hose in a tube and he says right. some really stupid one-liner that doesn't even have anything to do with anything. I don't and even remember what never, he says. Yeah, it, he he says something about, because he can he he basically gets the upper hand because he tells Robert Carlyle that Electric King is dead. Yeah. So then, Oh, yeah, you're going to go join. She's waiting for you. Yeah, and she's waiting like, for you, yeah. yeah. But, so Robert Carlyle sees that he's about to do this and kind of accepts the fact that he's going to die that he's about to kill him and, and yeah. that he's going to go because he knows she's dead that he'll be dead too. I don't know. It's yeah. a really stupid... It was a lackluster end it, it to, doesn't to even a really factor cool in idea. It doesn't feel pain. And also there's a point where, and Cody and I were talking about this off mic before we started, where Bond says to Robert Carlyle, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, yeah, Especially he doesn't have to do this. Yeah. There's yeah. actually little to no reason yeah. for him he's, to he's do this. He's doing this for her. She's dead. Yeah. He was going to die for her. I, I don't know why. He was just so... Well, yeah. He, well, he's eventually going to die. They say that in the beginning where you see his yeah. gigantic CGI head that he's going to die eventually gonna, anyway. He's convinced him to blow himself up. I don't know why he couldn't send a henchman to do this. I don't know. But yeah. he had to blow himself up to... to or have an escape whatever, plan. To help her. But once she's dead... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, mean, don't. I guess he's a terrorist, so he's just like... 
crazy, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Game, it, 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 there's a part of me that thinks that maybe they should have taken that line out of Bond saying you don't have to do this. Because, like, we <laughs> might not want to remind the audience he doesn't have to this do this. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're better off on? not highlighting that. Um, so then we get the final, like, the ending, which is particularly cringeworthy by both yeah, Bond yeah. movies as... Uh, Q and M and the whole team yeah, watch Bond have sex with Denise Richards with an infrared camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like, I mean, this is weird. And this, like, leads, this up, is, leads up to the worst line in Bond history. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where it's, yeah. Christmas. Comes Christmas. Well, I guess they were wrong. How? Because Christmas does come more than once a year. Yeah. And then it fades to black. And I was like, really? Like the entire, I guarantee you. I guarantee you in the writer's room, someone said, you know what would be funny? If there was a Bond chick named Christmas, so then James Bond could say that Christmas comes more than once a year. <laughs> and then this entire screenplay was written based on this one stupid joke. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's so stupid, even by James Bond standards. I will say, we're going to do a Loved It. And we're going to do a yeah. loved it with real critics. Oh, no because kidding. This movie was at like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It made its money back. I'll give you that. I will say this too. It is worth noting that while it is at like 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, there were a lot of like middling. Mm-hmm. Some of the positive reviews are like stretching. Barely positive. Okay. I, I think that this is pushing the Rotten Tomatoes algorithm a little bit for like what they deemed positive. Okay. However,. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a review. The World is Not Enough is a splendid comic thriller, exciting and graceful, endlessly inventive. Review score 3.5 out of 4. Roger Ebert. What? Yeah. Roger, I mean, that, I want to be like, no, 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 <laughs> it is not. Graceful in any sense of the word. No. Um, I have to read this one from Jay Boyer from the Orlando Sentinel. The latest 007 extravaganza has enough plot developments, double entendres, emotional underpinnings, and of course, Bond girls, action scenes, and explosions to furnish at least a couple of Bond fests with plenty left over for an episode of Nash Bridges. <laughs> One of the strangest sentences I've ever read. First of all, I like, I mean, I guess there is some stuff left over for Nash Bridges. I don't know. I don't know why Nash Bridges is getting brought into this. But, I don't know. Um, I mean, it was like, I, I think this kind of shows that different time. This is just a very 90s yeah. action movie, it is. like in a generic way. Well, I think that reviews of it would get skewed too because you're comparing it to all the other Bond movies. You know I mean? You're, it, you're not comparing it as a movie. And it's, well, if you're grading it on a curve, then I suppose it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And it's like, there's been some bad ones. This isn't as bad as Octopussy. This is not as bad. And, and like when there was just a lot of generic bad action movies in the 90s, and I think, I, I, I think there's. A lot of people were watching this and being like, I've seen a lot worse, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's entertaining. Bruce Willis has probably made three movies this year that are worse than this one. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would also say this is this this is not even the best movie Pierce Brosnan made this year because that good Thomas Crown Affair movie came out in 99, yeah. uh, which I think is really good. I want to read a negative review because okay. I think it is it is so 
crushing that it, it's <laughs> so true. It's from Lisa Swartzbaum with Entertainment Weekly. All right. She gave the movie a C, but one of the most harsh lines in it is, Brosnan's repertoire of eyebrow arching while ogling and jaw clenching while escaping is by now entirely without flavor. <laughs> it is a that is a brutal review and one I would also tend to agree with of oh. like Brosnan was just leaning yeah. into all of his tropes yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, well, that was always one of my things. And I love Brosnan, but that a lot of times it felt like he was trying to be Bond. You know, I mean he's doing the Bond things. Yeah. And it felt like he was, you know, it felt like acting, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's and I think he was a victim of both shaky scripts and that era of action filmmaking, and I think there were times where he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do my stuff, and like we're just gonna like mm-hmm. we're gonna make it through this." Yeah. And you know, um, yeah, it's really it's really unfortunate. Let's let's do a so wrong it's right. I'll, I'll go first, and so wrong it's right. So wrong, it's right or so bad? Oh, oh, sorry. So bad, it's good. Is it so bad, it's good? Yeah. I'll go first. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. This is sort of a mixed bag. I, again, I think Judy Dench and Sophie Marceau's character, like acting is actually so good that I thought that was good. The movie is so aggressively dumb that, <laughs> that I, I don't know that I would watch this again, but I guess... I, I, I'll put it this way. This is much better than several. We have, we have watched many, many movies worse than yeah, this yeah. one. Oh, sure. Um, and there's interesting ideas in here, mm-hmm. but man, it's dumb. And the Denise Richards stuff is painful. Yeah. I just wish they had done a, a smarter jo- or a better job with the Sophie Marceau, mm-hmm. Judy Dench stuff, which kind of is again as cody was saying like skyfall i i I guess i'm gonna say no although this is a weird movie that i this this is an odd maybe i don't know maybe i I, pap hunt i don't know i don't even know as i'm talking about it i'm not sure if i do think it's so bad it's good uh well i think like i always compare to skyfall now when i watch it which is annoying but um i think that the reason skyfall did better is because there's more weight to the to everything like i'm getting kidnapped or you know uh, what's the name? Trying to kidnap him is more heavy. Like there's more weight to that. Yeah. Where, and Bond has stuff because, like, yeah, he wants to kill her. That's bad. Yeah. Or you know, um, uh, just any. I mean, the, the, you know, Bond being them lying to get Bond reinstated. You know, was had more weight in in Skyfall. Where yeah, yeah. You know, they use that against him. Where he's like, yeah, you weren't ready to go, and he's like, oh. But I, I do watch this one a lot. I think it's because it is pretty mindless. It's one of the most mindless ones. I can just kind of put it on and just kind of yeah. waste a Saturday afternoon just watching whatever. Yeah. So I don't. I, I. I don't think it's so bad. It's good, but I don't think it's like bad. Bad, especially compared to other Bond movies. It's just so mindless and so kind of empty and forgettable. Frankly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is probably why I can watch it so much because I forget. Yeah. So much of it, but um, yeah. So I, I. I don't know what I would say about it. It's just kind of like a, a meh middle of the road Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically the same way. I think that the Bond movie here is... There are parts of it that are 
totally ridiculous, but not ridiculous enough. There's a lot of good stuff here that could have been developed. They just kind of glossed over. It is very forgettable. The titles are very interchangeable. Die Another Day, Tomorrow Never Dies, and and and, and The World Is Not Enough. For some reason, they just kind of blend. Um, yeah. they, they feel very generic, like, oh, let's just get like a Bondish movie. Yeah. I mean, the world, the title World's Not Enough has some meaning. It does. Bond, it does. It, it, know, is, it is actually Bond the family Bond motto of yeah. the Bonds, according to um, Modern Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, there are things in the movie that I really do like that I am willing to revisit the film for. I do think this is not my favorite, but one of my favorite Bond pre-credit teasers. Even the ridiculousness with the with the balloon. I just buy it because it's Bond's world. You get the boat chase in the Thames is intense. A little bit of humor with Q that's not over the top, at least not in that scene. The, you've got this intense sequence where a lot's happening. I think it's really good. I think that Brosnan is... I do believe that Brosnan is playing Bond his best outing as Bond. Not his best movie as Bond, but in terms of the performance, I think it's his best Bond. I think that they totally underutilized Robert Carlyle, gave a yeah. great actor, a great concept, and they just flush it down the toilet. That's f- more frustrating than anything else. The horrible miscasting of 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 Denise Richards and uh, I I'm I just I'm I I'm just this is a movie I tend to forget happened, and then every now and then when I watch it, I go, oh, yeah, that really was a good pre-credit t- Oh, that was so sweet how they signed off on Desmond Llewellyn. Wow, that scene at the end where he shoots her is brutal. That's great. But you know what? For Vapor to be in between it, you know what I mean? Like, those, like, four or five ideas deserve a better movie. I would also—I forgot to bring this up during it. I was fascinated by— Sophie Marceau's costumes, because for 70, 90 maybe percent of the time she's on the screen, her costume would be described as something she is draped in. Like she's constantly wearing like shawls, robes, uh, blanket. Like she's like, I think except, except for the skiing scene, She's always and the and the scene in the casino. It's always like her pulling something around herself. Like yeah. They, yeah. They, they just went back to that so many times. Where I was like, wow, how many? Like I don't normally say that, that the dominant costume choice was something she could drape on herself. You just don't get to see that much. Um, yeah, this is an interesting. One. We might have to do tomorrow never dies at some point because yeah. I, I need to refresh myself on that and. Um, I mean, we would have if we do that. We would have done the three shaky Brosnan yeah. movies. I mean, that was got another crazy uh, villain plot too. Or it's I. That's why I keep wanting Murdoch. to revisit it because, like, I know it's very Rupert Murdochy. Yes. And there's a part of me that's like, oh my god, did did Tomorrow Never Dies actually foresee our future? Like, or is it totally? I I. I but at the think same time, at the, at the end of the day, though, the villain is just like blowing stuff up. I mean, he does kind of, they take a cool concept and just turn him into a villain yeah. of the week. Well, that's kind of like die another yeah, day where it yeah. starts off as like this Richard Branson thing, but then just kind of turns yep. into like, ah, I just want to, yeah. I want to blow things up. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So yeah, we will be back soon. We've got a couple in the pipeline that we know that we're going to oh. do. And I'm very excited because for anybody who listened to our Spookies episode, Cody just handed me a new Spookies Blu-ray that has not one but two feature-length documentaries on it. It's nice. a two-disc set right there. Yeah, that I cannot wait to see uh, on the making of that crazy movie. Um, all right. I guess we'll see everyone back here next time. Enjoy. Enjoy.